Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. Much to discuss. I would say it's been a pretty, pretty big, big, busy news cycle that we've got to talk about. And first, I want to get into if there are any updates from Michael Cohen in the case where <laughs> Donald Trump sued him for $500 million, where Trump wants everything secret, Trump wants a protective order, Cohen's ready to take Trump's deposition with no protective order. Let's get an update there next. Let's talk about special counsel Jack Smith's criminal case against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., where, get this, Trump doesn't want a protective order. Trump is fighting the protective order by special counsel Jack Smith, saying it infringes on his First Amendment rights. Seems pretty contradictory to me, Michael Cohen, don't you think? But there is nothing consistent when it comes to MAGA. Speaking of which, Donald Trump was in a high school in New Hampshire, I think pretending that there was a large crowd in that high school. He looked horrific, sweaty, nervous, one of the most bizarre speeches I think I've seen of him, and that's saying a lot. Speaking about bizarre speeches, bizarre people, Donald Trump's current crop of lawyers is, oh my God, some of the most oh, Lordy, outrageous. Help us. Oh, we're going to go through what they said over the weekend on their media blitz, if you even want to call it that. And then we're on indictment watch in Fulton County, Georgia, where District Attorney Fawny Willis is ready to indict. And Trump, of course, attacking her in despicable ways in New Hampshire. We'll talk about that, attacking her sex life. There's no low to Donald Trump. We'll get into that as well. Michael Cohen, historic, historic weekend. So proud to be sharing it here with you and all of the brigaders. Oh, boy. So let's go to the Donald Trump versus Michael Cohen matter. Um, August 17th, we are scheduled for a hearing uh, regarding the discovery uh, schedule that is due. And one of the topics, of course, is exactly this. Uh, what is the scope, for example, of the deposition? Interestingly enough, you know, counsel wants a very um, specific set of topics that will be discussed course, my counsel refuses to provide such a request is absolutely unheard of. And it is solely, um, it's just unprofessional to even ask, hey, what are you going to ask my client? Well, maybe you want a list of the questions in advance. So clearly what's going to happen there is they're going to move for a protective order. They're going to try to prevent the September 6th deposition, which again, uh, I do not believe that Donald will show up for. I believe that they will try whatever they can do in order to delay it, whether it's delay it by a month, two months, three months, or what have you. Obviously, my counsel is preparing for whatever fight that will exist with that specific matter. The deposition of Donald is key 
It is key in this case because he brought a $500 million lawsuit against me for various allegations. And again, to those of you who have donated to the fund, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. This could not be going on without all of your support and all of your help. And you know, our goal is to hold him accountable. He needs to be held accountable for these frivolous lawsuits that he does, which is retaliatory. And it's also, as far as I'm concerned, a method by Donald to obstruct justice by witness tampering. That's really what I believe that this is. Uh, we will leave it in the hands of the judges uh, down there at the Southern District of Miami. And uh, I am relatively certain that we will have the positive outcome in this that we want. That doesn't mean that we're going to end up getting Donald's deposition. There's a better than likely chance in my estimation that the bulk of all the questions that will be asked of Donald will not be answered on the grounds of the Fifth uh, Amendment, the right against self-incrimination, which you may have seen his lawyer, um, Alejandro Brito, already put into a motion, which we talked about on the last political beatdown. Well, I should say that we talked about it. We made fun of. Uh, it's an absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous argument that he can't answer certain questions because of ongoing investigations. And by answering the questions during uh, this deposition, which we would want to be made uh, available to all of you, we want it to be trans. We want transparency uh, in the system. And by doing so, Donald believes that this will, of course, implicate him in crimes. So it's a very interesting argument to make. Uh, I don't believe it will succeed, but then again, hell, you never know. So let me get this straight. <laughs> tough guy, tough guy Donald Trump sues you in the Southern District of Florida, hauls you into court, makes all of these disparaging statements about you, has his lawyers do a press tour, leaks the filing to the press, sues you, Michael Cohen, for $500 million, so you go, bet, okay, I'd like some discovery here because you're suing me. You're My making right. these disparaging remarks about me, so I'd like your deposition. Trump's lawyers go, you know, we have a lot of things here that we're focused on right now, like Donald Trump's reputational interest, and he may be invoking his Fifth Amendment right, and there's all these criminal cases. So even though Donald Trump sued you, Michael Cohen, he, he's very busy. This all needs to be done in secret, even though the law says that Cohen's entitled to all information reasonably calculated to lead to the discovery of admissible evidence. That's the standard for discovery in federal court. Nah, Donald Trump really just wants to talk about, and I'm making this up, but he, he, would, he would prefer to talk about Hunter Biden. He, he wants to talk about how President Joe Biden drinking a cup of coffee is somehow harassing him. I'm not sure if you saw that Donald Trump put that in a legal filing when he was opposing, and the irony here is so obvious, while he was opposing a protective order being proposed, a standard protective order by special counsel Jack Smith, one of Trump's things is, 
oh, I need this protective order not to be in place because look at what Joe Biden is doing by drinking a cup of coffee and that's harassing and intimidating me. This is actually in the legal filing by Trump's lawyers. Like you can't make this up. It goes, President Biden has likewise capitalized on the indictment, posting a thinly veiled reference to his administration's prosecution of President Trump just hours before arraignment. Let me get that straight too. So the MAGA Republicans use the term let's go Brandon as coded language for F.U. Brandon because they're petulant third grade fascist bullies. And then when President Biden makes a joke about them saying F.U. to him, that's now intimidating them. These people are the ultimate Oh, I'm such a victim. I'm such a coward. It's just it, it, it is, it, it's, it's, and that's what it is here with your snowflake. case. You know, Ben, I'll tell you that truly you're not wrong. They are a bunch of snowflakes here. But the part that bothers me the most, you might have seen, uh, and I think, again, we talked about it a couple of days ago. Donald Trump put out a tweet, and Salty, if you still have it, if you can kind of throw it up there. Uh, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. Now, I've said this on television and I've said this uh, to the press and anybody else that reached out to me. Uh, I spoke about it first here uh, on Political Beatdown with you, our brigaders. And one of the things that people better understand is that these threats by Donald Trump, they are not idle threats. They are legitimate. Whether or not Donald wants to or intends to do it himself what he's expecting is that others, right, these same fools that charged the uh, the people's house, the Capitol, on January 6th, will do something again. So this is a real this is a real problem. And one thing that upset me a lot is as this was being covered by the media, by mainstream media or by cable news outlets, they're talking about for example, how Jack Smith is being threatened, how Alvin Bragg is being threatened, how Fonnie Willis is being threatened. And the answer is, yes, they are. But I also want to remind everybody that these folks have round-the-clock security. They have police that escort them around from place to place in their place of business, their work. They have um, police around them all the time. The thing that people aren't talking about is what about the witnesses? What about all of the people who have to come in and testify? They're not covered and they're not provided any form of protection by government, um, whether it's by the state uh, or the city, as in the case of the Manhattan DA, or by the federal government. They are not. And this is very, very dangerous because, again, we never know what can happen. We never know what will trigger one of these MAGA maniacs to do something stupid like the multitude of them that will sit in front of a judge and say, I stormed the Capitol. I did what I was told to do by former President Donald J. Trump. He told me to go to the Capitol. He told us to fight. Now, you know, again, these are all parts of Jack Smith's 
case that will be, you know, launched an indictment uh, soon, of course, to, you know, to arise. But we don't know what will happen with these. And again, you know, it is a very dangerous scenario, even after the judge turned around and told Trump, yep. don't do it. So like a petulant child, what does he do? He does it. And is it any different, for example, than what he was told not to do post the E. Jean Carroll $5 million defamation suit? Not less than 24 hours. 24 hours. This orange-crusted Mandarin Mussolini goes on CNN with Caitlin Collins, and he says the same shit that he had said before, that he had just been fined $5 million found guilty, right? $5 million verdict. He goes and he does the same thing. Well, good for E. Jean Carroll via her counsel, Robbie Kaplan. And now, now they're suing him for $10 million for the ongoing continuous defamatory statements that he keeps making, uh, you know, about E. Jean Carroll. And good for her. You think any of this stuff is going to get him to stop? You think that he'll learn his lesson? And the answer is no. And the reason that the answer is no is because all of these fools that keep donating him money, right? Every time he does something stupid, every time he gets an indictment, they just come running to Donald's defense. Here, here's $10. Here's 15. Here's 50. Here's 100. They just throw money at him like it's going out of style so that he could continue to be an asshole, so that he could continue to defame somebody despite just losing to that individual in a court of law. So why these people want to take money out of their own mouths, out of their family's pockets, to give to a guy who clearly not only has he not learned his lesson, but he was found guilty of the charges that were brought against him. I don't understand it. Again, it is un it's unimaginable to me. It's a head-scratcher how stupid these people can be to keep supporting this guy's bad behavior. Michael Cohen, I have a personal question to ask you, and you don't have to answer it. I don't want you to feel pressured, and I'll, I'll answer it as well, but I want to ask you first. How frequently for your pro-democracy position and all of the things that you've done, how frequently do you personally receive death threats? Yeah, I get them on a regular basis. It's very sad, to be honest with you, Ben. Um, you know, I get them often, uh, especially, you know, as I was dealing with Alvin Bragg and appearing before the grand jury, then, you know, it, it goes and it comes and it goes in these waves. Um, you know, in the past, I've had some pretty horrific death threats. Um, it stopped for a while uh, as I reemerged back into the press. It stopped. Uh, it started again, and then it stopped. It comes here and there. You get a lot of uh, attacks on social media. Uh, you know, every now and then, uh, I still get envelopes from people. You know, obviously, a bunch of fucking cowards, white envelopes, no return address, or if it's a return address, it's a fake address. Uh, you know, 
handwritten, uh, you know, something which is, you know, I know where you go, we're watching you, um, I hope you die, you know, just, you know, things like that, uh, you know, I'm going to put a, I had one guy from New Jersey who threatened to put a bullet, and he did that on television, threatened to put a bullet in my head, uh, you know, that didn't work out well for him, uh, I can assure you, you know, I contacted um, law enforcement, they had a nice long conversation with him, um, from what I was told. Unfortunately, I expect that as things get closer to the uh, Bragg case or possibly the uh, Tish James attorney general civil matter, I suspect that it will start again. You know, for the most part, as I'm walking down the street, I will get uh, nine out of 10 people or eight out of 10 people wanting to take photos or, you know, thank me today in, in front of actually Fox News on 6th Avenue. There was a whole group of people. They saw me walking. They all came running over. We were doing group shots. It's very, it's very nice. And the thank yous, it's very, very, very much appreciated. I love it. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. But there's still that 20% of individuals that as I'm walking by, you know, they will scream, uh, you know, obscenities and shit at, you know, at me as they're, you know, driving by or as they're walking, uh, you know, they'll say something to me. I've had a few of uh, these scenarios happen, even when I'm in a restaurant. You know, so uh, those are more uncomfortable. I've had it sometimes as I'm walking uh, in Central Park or I'm walking on Madison or in the streets here in the city. Uh, sometimes downtown, uh, you know, in the Soho area, uh, different strokes for different folks. Um, but they're not shy about espousing their hatred of me, all for the benefit and all in honor of their Fuhrer, right? The Mandarin Mussolini himself. And I'm, of course, referring to Donald. So it's very uncomfortable. Uh, and what is happening with these tweets, or I should say these posts by Donald on his untruth social and elsewhere, not only by Donald, but these acolytes around him. It's unnerving. And I don't care what anybody says. You see all of these pundits were like, oh yeah, Jack Smith is like a rock. This is a guy who's like a JAG officer and so on. Fuck that. I'm telling you right off the bat, Jack Smith is human no matter how rough and tough he is, and I applaud his actions, whether it's Alvin Bragg, whether it's Tish James, does it, whether it's Michael Cohen or anybody else that testified against him that could be called as a witness, it is always in the back of your mind because that's what Donald Trump does. It's when I said in my first book, Disloyal, or in the second book, Revenge, Donald Trump speaks in code plain and simple. And he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the dog whistle that he's blowing. And in fact, I do believe it no different than January 6th. I believe that he would like to see something happen in that way. It would send a message to other witnesses that are willing to cooperate with government against him. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you opening up and, and sharing that with all of us here in the Brigaders. And, you know, my situation is is slightly different, you know, obviously with the growth of the Midas Touch Network um, kind of came in a different wave and in and, and a different way. 
But nonetheless, you know, here you and I are together and we've become the best of friends spreading this pro-democracy message. And, you know, on a fairly frequent basis, I would say at least multiple times a month and sometimes more frequently than that myself or my younger brothers, you know, we'll get either death threats or just the most offensive and disgusting filth kind of spewed in our way, whether it's through DMs or mm -hmm. emails. And, you know, it's very personalized and they are copying and mimicking their Fuhrer, Donald Trump. And, you know, the reason that we cover what Donald Trump is doing and posting, you know, first and foremost, we don't just cover it and just leave it like that. Oh, here it is. We condemn it. We call it out and then we compare it to what President Joe Biden is doing, what the pro-democracy community is doing. So you can see, OK, like this behavior by Donald Trump is not normal and shouldn't be normalized at all. And like large media networks don't do that. And it's just so obvious to call it out. Yet they're afraid, too. They're afraid he's going to sue them for five hundred million dollars like they sued you, Michael Cohen, even though they're going to win that that causes fear in them. You know, they're afraid that, you know, what, what, it causes, ben, what it causes more than even than fear, not to interrupt you, but it causes anxiety. All right. That's the whole thing. It's like it's on your mind. I do believe that we have a winning case here against against Donald, that this is frivolous, retaliatory, etc. OK, great. What other than thanks to the brigaders, thanks to the supporters, is government doing in order to prevent stuff like this from happening? If this isn't obstruction of, of justice, if this isn't witness tampering, what is? Everybody has said it's retaliatory. Government helping out here? No, they just want you, hey, Michael, come on in 23 times to the DA's office in order for Alvin Bragg, in order to finally bring the case, to bring it to the indictment state, to hold Donald Trump accountable for what any of us would be in prison for already, which I went to prison for, all right, in 48 hours, not two years, three years, four years with the delay tactic bullshit that they put up. It is absolutely infuriating. And what's also infuriating is on January 6th, when, you know, these crazies decided to storm the Capitol. And, you know, all of a sudden you had, thank God, the Capitol Police, you had, you know, the, the you know, uh, Capitol Police, you had uh, Washington Police, you had everybody coming in there to ensure the safety of all representatives, not just Democrats, Republicans, everybody. All right. Now, all of a sudden, well, I'm scared. You know, you hear from them. Oh, I'm nervous about it. I'm, I'm afraid, you know, I need this. I need that. What about all the witnesses? What about everybody else? Where is government in order to protect the sanctity of the process and not allow witness tampering to take place, which it is right in front of their faces, right in front of their faces. They know what's happening with me. They know what's happening with other witnesses. Do, ben, if you were a witness, any brigader, if you were a witness, would you turn around and think twice about providing anything for fear that you're going to get served with a $500 million lawsuit that you need to defend that will ultimately cost seven figures to defend? Seriously? With all the delays, the motion practice, and so Donald doesn't give a shit because, again, the same idiots on the far right are funding all of this crap. Didn't we just see Donald spent half this year from January 1 to June 
$40 million in legal fees. And again, from last time, I tried to explain, that's a burn rate, my friends, at $1,000 an hour of $220,000 a day. Who wants to be bogged down with that? And on top of that, you have to be fearful that anytime you walk on the street or anytime that you go someplace, that there's somebody lurking, that there's somebody lurking over your shoulder looking to do you harm. All right. And as a felon, I can no longer carry firearms like I used to when I was one of a thousand people licensed to carry a concealed weapon in New York City. They took that shit from me. You can't carry mace. Felons can't have mace. Can't carry a stick, right? Because that's that could be a deadly weapon. You can't do anything. So they made me into a fucking target for any one of these MAGA morons. And who's the one that's encouraging them to do stupid shit? The same like you, Ben. I get the anti-Semitic, you know, um, DMs. I get the anti-Semitic letters sent, you know, to to my home. I get, you know, uh, I get the hate emails, you know, you get all of this and all for what? For ensuring that Donald Trump is held accountable for things that he's done. No one is above the law. And that's the reason why, Ben, you, myself, the brothers, the whole Midas Touch Network family, why we do what we do. Absolutely. And look, Donald Trump spends the weekend attacking witnesses, former Vice President Pence. Um, he mocks him in this message. It's finally happened. Little Mike Pence, a man who was about to be ousted as governor until I came along, has gone to the dark side, sad, you know, all of the stuff that Donald Trump writes. And then Trump then amplifies a post of individuals who confront Pence, a crowd of people who show up and confront Pence. Trump reposts that, sending that message. I want to also go to New Hampshire uh, and I want to talk about what Donald Trump was saying. I mean, again, it's more deranged, more desperate but also more dangerous than ever. I want to talk about the speech he gave in a truly little high school before a little audience and what a little individual he is right after this quick break. Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, 
causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up, and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Head to tryfume.com and use code BEAT to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code BEAT to save an additional 10% off your order today. Welcome back to Political Beatdown. We are live. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by my co-host, the one and only Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, I want to discuss what's going on right now as we are live. Trump just finished giving a speech in a little high school in New Hampshire. Um, although I guess the little high school was crowded, but it was a small high school. I want to show you, and that's how Donald Trump looks, sweaty, desperate, smelly, disgusting. We'll go through what he is talking about. Every time about I see that picture, all I think of, Ben, is we welcome you to Munchkin Land, right? Does it remind you of the old Willy Wonka <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory? I mean, you know, he's he's like an overgrown Oompa Loompa. There's no other way to describe him. It is the same fucking speech over and over and over again. It's nothing but him griping about, <laughs> they, dude, they stole the election. 
Quite frankly, right? Look now, three times indictment. It's a badge of honor. I'm good. I'm doing it for you, right? And so on. These are the words that he's taking out of the playbook of literally autocrats. I'm doing this for you. Clearly, it's not for himself, right? He doesn't care about the money that he's grifting off of all of his, you know, supporters, these fools that just keep parting with their money. But, you know, this is who Donald Trump is. He will sit there and he will relitigate the 2020 election to the day he dies. Donald Trump will continue to talk about how it's the Biden administration that has weaponized the Department of Justice. You know, the funny thing is, and I don't know, maybe I was being hopeful. I wasn't optimistic, but I was definitely hopeful that when Jim Jordan opened up this weaponization committee, the subcommittee, that they would actually start looking into all of the weaponization that has been taking place, which, of course, brings Donald Trump and Bill Barr into the mixture. But no, it's only about Hunter Biden. It's about his laptop. It's about his dirty, you know, his his pornographic Dude. pictures. It's about Joe Biden drinking a cup of coffee. This insanity, it's, it's why I beg everybody in each and every, you know, segment that we do together, Ben, Follow MidasTouch.com, the new, the new um, email, you know, uh, website, website and yeah. so on. Join us so that when it's time for us to head down, whether it's D.C., California, New York, wherever it's going to be, we can keep you constantly informed that you stay up to the second, right, with us as we, as we deal with this journey of holding Trump accountable and ensuring that his ass never comes close, ever to the Oval Office again, because legitimately, that will be the end of our democracy as we know it. Thanks for the plug of MidasTouch.com, the new home of the Midas Touch Network. It is a compliment to everything you see and love here on our YouTube and the podcast. We have breaking news and broader stories that get posted throughout the day. We've got some of the best writers. That's MidasTouch.com. And I remember, Cohen, when the weaponization committee was announced and i just think that you are always a half is glass full kind of person even when it came there to jim jordan and james comer and i think even though you were very skeptical and you you know these people are idiots you know they are clowns but i think you just hoped for a moment in time that it could focus it could focus on real weaponization because that would be good for the country if there's real problems sure. let's investigate it as i always said look if there are 17 audio recordings of president joe biden involved in bribes and he's sacrificing american foreign policy the way we have evidence that mm -hmm. donald trump did with saudi arabia the saudi sovereign wealth fund jared kushner trump's secret bank accounts in china kushner and ivanka making 640 million dollars while they held offices that they couldn't even get security clearances for if you have tangible evidence just because I think President Joe Biden did a great job on the PACT Act and the Infrastructure Act and the Inflation Reduction Act and the CHIPS Act, and just because I think President Biden is a compassionate, pretty normal individual, if you present me with evidence 
of him engaged in crimes, I'm not going to be supportive of that conduct. I'm not part of a Joe Biden cult. I'm looking at a choice right now between Biden and Trump, and I am making a decision, as President Biden says, don't compare me to the almighty. Please don't do that. Compare mm -hmm. me to the alternative. And then when it turns out, oh, wait a minute, those 17 audio recordings don't exist. That's fake. Oh, your whistleblower is missing. Your other whistleblower is dead. Another whistleblower is a spy for China. Another yeah. is a Russian oligarch who yeah. doesn't even who doesn't even say what you say. Oh, and then they've got the bombshell testimony from Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer. He's going to go in there and say that Joe Biden was involved in all of their business deals. And they asked the business partner, was Joe Biden involved in the business deals? I know nothing about that. I don't know. And then they go, that's the DOJ. They're intimidating him. So you try to fool me a hundred times. And Michael Cohen, I give them the two fingers. Yeah salute i don't do but but that's Whoa. where that's where it's taking, taking away the two fingers salute today you know what? i did a two i did a two fist anger yeah well look one <laughs> of the big I'm, I'm with you on this one ben i i, I well, let's let's both give them the two finger salute because this is so anti-american it's so anti-democracy how do you not look and i want to be i want to be on par here with ben if, in fact, Hunter Biden did something illegal, then I believe Hunter Biden should be held accountable. But there's a process, the same process that was afforded Donald J. Trump. There was an investigation. The investigation led to an indictment, right? The indictment is leading to prosecution, and the prosecution, in my estimation, will lead to conviction. Where it goes from there, that's a whole nother story. But that's the process that this flows. They don't want to have the process as it relates to Hunter and Joe Biden. Now, again, Hunter Biden is not Joe Biden. Hunter Biden is the son, no more than Eric or Don or Ivanka or Jared, right? Even though Eric, Ivanka and Jared were senior advisors to the president. If Hunter did something wrong, Hunter should be held accountable the same way that you were, that same way you would be, the same way that I was. It is, that's the law. But don't just go from start to finish. They want to be the judge, the jury, the executioner without any legitimate information or um, documentation or, uh, you know, or testimony. They just want to convict Hunter Biden, because he's the son of Joe Biden, and they believe that that will, you know, damage Biden's chance of success in 2024. Now, I want to be very clear about something, too, here, Ben. You know, I'm not liking what I'm seeing at all. I am not. I am not liking the fact that as each of these indictments continue to show their face against Donald Trump, he seems to somehow solidify his base and grow the base even more. It's why we as the brigaders, we need to keep sharing political beatdown Tuesdays and Thursdays. You must tell your friends, we need to create an army of a million people. We must go to whether again, it's DC, Boston, New York, um, LA, it makes no difference. We have to go and we have to show the strength of the political beatdown brigade so that our voices are not going to be ignored. That when it comes time to voting in 2024, 
that thanks to the brigade and thanks to each and every one of you bringing in additional people into the family, that there is not a fucking prayer that this guy has to retake the White House. Because honestly, I cannot think of anything more dangerous to American democracy today than Donald J. Trump and his acolytes. You know, and when we talk about the Midas Mighty movement, the political beatdown movement, you know, one of the things that I want to, you know, obviously I want to show the raw emotions, Cohen, how you feel, how I feel, what large media networks are not talking about, but also deeply rooted in this movement is a movement of compassion, is a movement of intelligence, of empathy, of trying to work with our fellow Americans to build something. I think symbols are important. I do. I think mm -hmm. the flag, the Constitution as a symbol are important. Um, but I also think that you can't just do that in a performative way also. And what you and I always encourage is if you want to show that you support the Constitution, then actually support the Constitution, right. support our democracy. If you want to say you love the flag, well, don't use it as a weapon to bludgeon police officers during an insurrection. That's not the use of the flag. Or actually live the idea. Right. Or draping over your shoulder like you're Superman and attacking yeah. the Capitol. Exactly. Yeah. Live the ideals and, and, and lead with compassion. And if people want to leave the Trump cult, allow them to. It is very embarrassing for people in cults to get out of the cult because they've been saying this cult crap their whole life. So for them to admit that they were wrong is something that usually keeps people further entrenched in the cult. So Cohen, to your point, one of the explanations is how are these MAGAs getting further solidified as there's more evidence? Because if they don't go further down the rabbit hole, even in the face of all of this actual evidence, well, then they're stupid then they're the mark, then they're an idiot. And all of the things they've been telling their loved ones and their family who may not even talk to them anymore because of their bizarre cult behavior, they have to admit they were wrong and that is difficult in service of this individual in New Hampshire. Here he is talking about the way he looks. I mean, just think about it. You go to a speech like this to hear, what are you going to do? In theory, when I go to a politician's speech, I wonder, what are you going to do? Here's what Donald Trump talks about, how hot it is and how he doesn't look well. He doesn't look well, but that's what he's talking about. Play the clip. And, uh, and by the way, I want to say officially for the press, it's about 110 degrees in this room. Nice job with the air conditioning, whoever. But, but you know what the press will say? You know what the, they'll say? Trump didn't look well. He was extremely wet. It's 104 or five degrees in this room, but we're okay with it, right? Here's what he says about Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, who's getting ready to indict him. Play this clip. They waited. And I probably have another one. They say there's a young woman, uh, a young racist in Atlanta. Say racist. And they say, I guess they say that 
She was after a certain gang, and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems, but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. Uh, what's going on in this country is uh, — and by the way, wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. This was even better than my perfect call with Ukraine. Remember? Cohen, what do you make of that? Yeah. I mean, look, uh, first of all, I think, you know, before time runs out, uh, I'm with you actually on this one, Ben. Uh, we have to give the two finger fuck you salute to all of these MAGA morons that just keep parting with their money in order to allow that sort of stupid behavior, that sort of rhetoric. Who is he going after now? Now he's going after, you know, Fannie Willis because he knows. Right. It's like a it's like a coupon. Right. Oh, he's now up to uh, his fourth indictment. When he gets to nine, the 10th one will be for free. I mean, that's how fucked up that this is. And these people are supporting a man who wants to destroy democracy, who literally has allowed the Supreme Court to enter your bedroom. It's a guy who has, you know, lack of respect for, you know, our our men and women in this, in the armed services, uh, you know, our police officers, he has no respect for anyone. And yet, for whatever the reason might be, they continue on a daily basis to support him. And the more that you fight with these morons, right? And my grandpa used to say this to me all the time, you can't argue with stupid. I mean, they, the, the more like a bunch of mules, they dig their back feet in and they just refuse to be moved. And you sit there and you listen to some of the stupidity. And you say, who's the president of the United States right now? Donald Trump. Yeah, huh? No, no. Donald Trump is the president right now. Isn't Joe Biden living there with Dr. Jill Biden? Somewhere along the line, it's kind of like I see Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden coming out greeting people, meeting with foreign dignitaries. Isn't that the job of the president? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Donald's really running everything. Huh? Really? Who won the election in 2020? Donald Trump did. They stole it from him. But even if they stole it, does that not mean that Joe Biden won? And the funniest thing is that now you have the press sitting there and almost congratulating Ron DeSnotnose, right, for acknowledging that Donald Trump lost the election in 2020. Holy shit, breaking fucking news. Donald Trump lost the election in 2020, according to Ron DeSnotnose, right? What the fuck is wrong with us? I mean, seriously, who gives a flying shit what that idiot has to say? Who's, this is the same idiot that wants to rewrite history. Yes, slavery was great for black people, right? It gave them a leg up somewhere. I'm not sure where personally, but somewhere, according to him, it gave them a leg up. No different than, I guess, uh, like I said last time, that my family should probably thank Hitler for, you know, my father's childhood in a camp, right, in a, in a um, concentration camp because my father ultimately became a head and neck reconstructive surgeon and helped so many people over the course of his uh, his life. And thank God he's still alive, right? Uh, though retired. I mean, at the end of the day, could you possibly imagine that we should thank him because thanks to what he experienced, he decided that he wanted to give back to the world, became a doctor and so on. The fuck kind of circular stupid logic is that? 
And that's the bullshit logic that the GOP is trying to sell to us. And it's a logic that none of us, none of us brigaders have any interest in being associated with. Hard to imagine anybody wants to, but clearly we see that there are. I think about the stories you've been telling on this episode about your ancestors, what they fought for. I think about my grandpa, who was a tail gunner on a B-29, who flew missions in World War II, received a Purple Heart. I think about all of that, and I think about the work that we're doing, and compared to what our ancestors had to endure, the fight that we all have here for our democracy feels relatively kind of simple and straightforward, but I think it is just so important to honor the legacy of the greatest generation and to honor the legacy of people who fought fascism because they didn't fight fascism for people like this to be the leaders of our country. People who say this about a sitting president. This is what Donald Trump had to say about Joe Biden. He said that um, Joe Biden's going to maybe have to like get rid of his son. He's going to have to get rid of this whole son thing. Here, play this clip. Died me. He's right. Great balls. But so they end up. So when they want to keep something, they say, oh, man, they got Hunter again. You know, at some point, Joe is going to have to say, you know, the sun thing just isn't working out. Do you agree? The sun thing. The sun thing's not working out too good. It, all he had to do is pick up the laptop. Didn't the guy call him like 11? Pick up your laptop. Pick up your laptop. I, I wonder where that cocaine came from. What happened? That was the quickest investigation I've ever seen. Disgusting, disgusting. We'll be right back with more after this quick break. Ben Micellis here. Breathe some life into your own backyard with FastGrowingTrees.com this spring. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. FastGrowingTrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. Happy plants, happy home, right? But sometimes it's hard to know which plants will do best. No problem, because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you get customized recommendations based on your specific needs. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. I love fast-growing trees because I found the Alberta peach tree I was looking for at a great price, and you will too. And with fast-growing trees, 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, you know everything will look great fresh out of the box. Join over 1.5 million happy fast-growing trees customers. So go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash political now to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash political. That's fastgrowingtrees.com slash political. And now back to the show.
Welcome back to Political Beatdown. Ben Micellis, Michael Cohen. Shout out to our sponsors. Make sure you also support Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund. All that money goes to the lawyers representing Michael Cohen in the Southern District of Florida. There it is in the firewallfund.com. Some great lawyers, great litigators representing Michael Cohen. Donald Trump has amassed a $40 million in the past six month war chest for legal defense. And so your contributions to Cohen's legal defense fund truly go a long way and have those lawyers have filed spectacular, spectacular motions. I want to talk about Donald Trump's lawyers who went on a media tour over this past week. And special counsel Jack Smith in a reply brief called them out and says, look, this is what Donald Trump's lawyers want to do. They want to try this case in the media and lie about it. And by the way, Donald Trump's edits to the motion for a protective order are all about trying to expose confidential witnesses who gave interviews under the idea of grand jury secrecy. Trump wants to be able to have his lawyers go on the media and give those identities for all of the reasons we discussed earlier uh, in this episode. Um, we're going to wait for Judge Tanya Chutkin's order of when the hearing date is going to take place. But that federal judge in D.C. is moving the case along. And I want to show you the types of things that special counsel Jack Smith pointed out in the briefing earlier this week that went to Judge Tanya Chutkin, the types of ridiculous thing that Donald Trump Trump's lawyers are saying, and here's the thing that I feel, I'm not actually going to hate on lawyers, even if they represent Donald Trump. But the moment they go on TV and they start acting like Donald Trump, you're no longer acting pursuant to the Sixth Amendment right that people have to have a defense lawyer. You are now a propagandist, and we are going to call you out here on the Midas Touch Network and on Political Beatdown. So here he is, John Laura. In a very short time, this guy has demonstrated what a complete clown he is. Donald Trump probably will be his last client because his reputation is in the complete gutter right now. And here's what he said with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. He said that he believed when Donald Trump threatened Brad Raffensperger to find him 11,780 votes or else that that was Cohen an aspirational ask. Play the clip. Criminal. That's a criminal offense. All I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes which is one more that we have because we won the state if he had proof he won the state why did he threaten the secretary of state with a criminal uh with with a that, with a criminal charge that wasn't a threat at all what he was asking for is is for raffensperger to get to the truth he believed that there were in excess of of ten thousand votes that were counted illegally and what he was asking for is the secretary of state to act appropriately and find uh these votes that were counted um, illegally uh, that was an asper hold on one second that was an aspirational ask he's entitled to petition even state government but that doesn't that doesn't involve 
an obstruction of federal government. But what the Biden administration has said is somehow President Trump obstructed a federal proceeding. That relates to what was going on in the states. And yeah. President Trump had every right to ask the Secretary of State, I believe that this election was conducted improperly. There are deficiencies here. I want to see if there are more than 10,000 votes or whatever the number was that were counted illegally. Once again, that's core political speech. Bringing up a criminal violation is somehow speech. I mean, it's the way it sounds like somebody saying that's a mighty fine, uh, it's a mighty fine restaurant you have there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. I mean, that's it's no different than I mean. Oh, it's, it's a big threat have, here have to read, bring up. Have a you criminal read the First offense. Amendment? <laughs> Oh, no, no, Chuck, have you read the First Amendment? I mean, political speech is the most protected speech um, that we have under our Constitution. It's important to go back and read the text of the First Amendment. So you can actually say that a government official is acting criminally. That's protected by the First Amendment. If mm -hmm. we lose the First Amendment rights, then, then heaven forbid we lose the right to freedom right, of the but press. We lose the right for me to appear. We lose the right, we lose the right for you to you're, speak. You're not, you can, allow, you're you not allowed say, to use speech. You're not allowed to use speech, though, in order to get somebody to commit a crime. You know, Ben, what's really amazing is that this weatherman, right, because that's what John Laura looks like to me, a weatherman talking about First Amendment violation when he's like, hey, Chuck, do you know what the First Amendment is? So if I can remind our brigaders, Donald Trump is the king right now of violating First Amendment constitutional rights, not because Michael Cohen says so, but because Judge Alvin K. Hellerstein said so in his decision when he wrote, the court finds that respondent's purpose and respondent being Trump and Barr and so on and transferring Cohen from release on furlough and home confinement back to custody was retaliatory in response to Cohen desiring to exercise, ready for this one, my friends, his First Amendment rights to public a book critical of the president and to discuss the book on social media. Accordingly, respondents are hereby enjoined from any continuing or future retaliation against Cohen for exercising, here we go again, his First Amendment rights. So I find it absolutely incredulous that this stupid fucking jerk off, this weatherman looking moron wants to sit there and play the Trump game, right? He should be turning around and talking about what the weather's going to be like and how what the temperature is in the fucking pool at Mar-a-Lardo, right? That's what he should be talking about because for him to bring up the First Amendment and to sit there and to try to, you know, castigate, uh, you know, uh, Chuck Todd over First Amendment for a guy who has no comprehension of either the Constitution, or what did any of the amendments stand for, is laughable. And by the way, special counsel Jack Smith in the indictment said Donald Trump had a First Amendment right to do a lot of things even to lie to the American people the same way we have a First Amendment right to call him out and criticize him, which MAGA Republicans, the snowflakes that they are, will say, you're canceling me. No, we're criticizing you and calling you out. But then when you go to paragraphs three and four of the indictment, special counsel Jack Smith says, but 
What you don't have a free speech right to do is engage in a criminal conspiracy to overthrow a free and fair election by engaging in conduct. Once you weaponize the speech and then engage in an actual threat that is directed at someone, then it becomes a crime and not mere speech. You could think about robbing the bank. You could even talk about it. But when it becomes a conspiracy to actually engage in the act, at that point in time, it becomes a crime. And here, it was more than a mere agreement to engage in the act. Mm -hmm. They took furtive steps to actually try to overthrow the election, whether it was fake elector scheme, whether it was threatening former Vice President Pence, so on and so forth. But Special Counsel Jack Smith addresses that issue very intelligently in the indictment. That's why we all need to have intelligent, very high-level conversations and not this MAGA nonsense. Speaking of MAGA nonsense, here is the weatherman lawyer, John Lauro, also saying that he wants to transfer the case to a very diverse jurisdiction, a place that is the epitome of diversity. You know, Michael Cohen, West Virginia. Play the clip. You still going to pursue a change of venue? Absolutely. We we would like a diverse venue, a diverse jury. Um, Do you have any that, expectation uh, that, that will be granted? The, that reflects the, the 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 characteristics of the American people. Um, it's up to the judge. I think West Virginia would be an excellent venue to try this case. Speaking Very of the judge, D.C. in a much more diverse. Just, just I mean, I'm just waiting. For, I'm just, I'm just waiting for this idiot. It reminds me of like Ron Burgundy in Anchorman. I love scotch, 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 scotch. I love scotch. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's sitting there and it's like, you know, could you imagine? Before going on, he's like, you know, scotch, scotch, scotch. I love scotch. I mean, you know, he's sitting there, you know, all West Virginia, I mean, Virginia, on, West. Seriously, <laughs> it's it's comical. It's come, but you know, look. You know what happens to people like John Lauro? The same thing that happened to Taco Penis. They come in, they shine really bright for Taco Donald penis. by carrying his buckets of water. And the next thing he spills it because when it comes to Donald, I want to be clear about this, right? When it comes to Donald, as long as you carry the water for him and that water doesn't spill, meaning you don't get ridiculed like Taco Penis did, or Lauro <laughs> is right now, or even Alina Haba. What ends up happening is he then cuts you off, and then he finds the next idiot in order to go ahead and to keep carrying that for him. The big problem here is like, for example, you may have seen Alina Haba came back right after the indictment to make a, you know, a statement from a prepared speech. There's nobody left. It's like how he's running out of idiots within which to say stuff. Look what happened to Boris Epstein. All of a sudden, you know, he started out hot. He was all over the place. Now it's John Law. It's the flavor of the day. And all of them are making the same mistakes that I told the Jim Jordans, the Mark Meadows, you know, the rest of these sycophants. What will happen? You will end up holding the bag for this guy because he will blame you the same way he's going to blame Rudy Kaludi, the same way he's going to blame Eastman and Clark and Sidney released the Kraken Powell and, you know, and everybody else down the line, anyone that he could throw under the bus to save his own ass, you're going down and he doesn't give a shit. 
By the way, West oh, Virginia, no. West Virginia is the least diverse state in the United States. Actually, the last, like at 50 of 50. It's the least diverse state in the United States. Finally, I want to show you this clip, Cohen. This is Alina Haba. And as I always say, MAGA equals fascism plus idiocracy. It's a unique blend of the two. And that was on full display this weekend. And here, Alina Haba, she's giving this interview with Maria Bartiroma. Alina Haba, like for the first time, she's realizing what a classified document is and that they have to be handled with certain levels of protection. And it's like, Haba, yes, you're very close to getting it. That's why Donald Trump was charged with a crime because he didn't view him in skiffs here play this clip and watch alina haba have this epiphany of oh my gosh this is what a classified document is play the clip let me ask you this because typically when you have a case as complicated as the one we're talking about there is uh, deposition there is discovery a whole discovery process where trump's lawyers will have to get access to the other side's information and vice versa how long do you expect that process to take because jack smith says he wants a speedy trial we are about a year away from an election obviously we're just two weeks away from the first gop primary debate two months away from the Iowa caucuses. Uh, are you going, are you expecting to have a trial before election 2024? I think that that's their goal. I think that realistically, you have to remember that a lot of these cases deal with classified documents and classified records, which mean that all the lawyers now have to apply for special clearance, right? So it's not a normal situation. You can't just take a classified document and review it. You have to have skiffs. You have to have certain procedures put in place. So while I appreciate Jack Smith trying to bleed us all dry and trying to have a speedy trial, perhaps he should have taken a case that didn't involve classified documents that he now possesses that we have to now repossess and review for discovery. It's a poorly planned uh, attack, frankly, because that's what it is. It's political lawfare. Um, and he didn't think it through. So I think these are going to take a lot longer. I think that once the judges get a breath for how many years they've had this discovery, look at Fannie, two years. Mm. But she's bringing this case now. Why? Because of election interference. They want to keep him tied up in trials, keep his lawyers tied up so that we're distracted and not focused. It's not going to work. He is a machine and he knows what he's doing in a campaign. You know, he know, he's done this rodeo yeah. before. All right. We will leave it there. We'll be watching. Cohen, let me leave it with you. How crazy is that? I mean, the fact that she could say the stupidity, you know, that she's saying. First of all, Jack Smith did not decide to bring on this case. He was appointed a special counsel. I mean, <laughs> he was brought on in order to look into actions that were done by her client. It wasn't as if though he decided, you know, he's walking around, for example, <laughs> you know, he's walking around and he's picking and choosing. Oh yeah, maybe Leah, let, let me think about doing this one. That's not how the system works. And by the way, you don't repossess documents that you shouldn't have had in the first place that are top secret classified and so on. I mean, her knowledge of how the process works is so flawed. It's so fundamentally flawed. And listening to Maria Fartaroma sit there and then just sit there nodding her head like an idiot, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Yep. You go, girl. That's right. Uh huh. That's right. You tell them because you're right. This is all part of the political witch hunt. This is all part of stopping Donald Trump from becoming, you know, the, the president again, the 47th president. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, how about do what a journalist is supposed to do? And how about set the record straight with facts? Fuck all this innuendo already. Enough is enough, right? We've had enough of this bullshit. And when they sit there and they want to start talking about weaponization, Hunter Biden, his administration, weaponizing him because Hunter, I'm sorry, Joe Biden is, you know, is uh, concerned about losing, you know, to Donald Trump. And, you know, why is he doing it now? First of all, we're 17 months away from an election, right? We're only halfway through. The fact that Donald decided to announce early, well, that's on him. That doesn't mean that you don't prosecute a guy because he's deciding to run for the presidency. I mean, it's idiotic, it's moronic, but then again, that's who he has around him today. But one other observation I want to make as I see those two individuals, Maria Bartiroma, by some reports, is making somewhere between 5 and $10 million a year. Alina Haba, based on Donald Trump's recent PAC filings, is making close to $1.5 million every six months, so close to 3 to $5 million a year when you look at all the money paid to Alina Haba. So I look at two individuals right there knowingly misleading the American people and people who are <laughs> suffering because of the policies of people like that, people who are suffering because of the disinformation spread by Fox, people who are suffering because of the con that is MAGA, that is Trump, that is their billionaire socialism view of trickle-down bullshit. And that is what also I see represented there as well, the absolute grift economy created by this kind of MAGA disinfo world. They go there and like, ah, make all this money. I'm screwing over it's the American all people. All of That's this, Ben, it's all of this that is really pushing me to, and I, you know, I'm having the discussion with my wife and my family, it's, it is this bullshit to the American people, not just from media like the Fox, you know, group or Newsmax or OAN or what have you, right? This is what's, you know, pushing me to really decide to make that congressional move. I am, you know, speaking now to a whole bunch of people in order to put something together, to think this through once and for all, you know, to either do it or step, you know, step away and then continue to merely focus on, you know, this beatdown brigade and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, with the use of uh, with the use of Midas Touch, uh, you know, dot com to keep putting it out there. Uh, you know, right now I'm speaking also to another uh, newspaper about maybe doing a weekly um, op ed for them or a weekly, I should say, just article. I don't know. I don't know what else to do. Right. And I am so thankful for each and every one of you because together, no one person can do this alone. This is way too big for any one person. It is going to take a brigade. It's going to take a massive brigade of people to shut down the stupidity that we just listened to. Two cackling fools bullshitting one another, staying on Trump message to lie to the American people in order to create divisiveness. Yep. Really? Really? 
fantastic. Job well done, you two, right? You should be proud of yourselves. A new minute order just came in from Judge Chutkin, the federal judge presiding over the D.C. case just brought by special counsel Jack Smith. The minute order as to Donald J. Trump, the court hereby schedules a hearing on the party's respective protective order proposals in this matter on August 11th, 2023 at 10 a.m. in courtroom nine. The requirement of defendant Donald Trump's appearance is waived for this hearing. That waiver of his appearance is fairly normal. The party submitted a notice earlier in the day in response to Judge Chutkin's prior minute order asking that they, they agree to a hearing date before on or before August 11th. Donald Trump's lawyers proposed next week because they can't do anything right. And Judge Chutkin just ordered that they appear on the 11th pursuant to that minute order. We will keep you posted there. And as soon as this show ends, I will do a hot take there. Go check out, check out MidasTouch.com to learn more about that story. After this, I'll be posting a story on MidasTouch.com as well. Uh, make sure you check out Michael Cohen's book, Revenge. I think it is a critical, critical read wherever books and audio books are sold. How Donald Trump weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice against his critics. Um, check that out. Go to store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear. Everything is 100% union made, 100% made in America. That's store.midastouch.com. Uh, if you want to contribute to the Cohen Legal Defense Fund, there is a link in our YouTube, and there it is right there at the firewallfund.com. My dogs are are, are amped. My he's dogs are me, amped, Cohen. They, they, <laughs> the dogs are ready. The dogs are ready to go. I've got the cleaning crew showing up. Perfect timing. We'll see everybody next time on Political Beatdown. Have, have a great one, everybody.